Hi, welcome to Dreams Recycle podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Bevelin. Um, it's exciting for me. I love finding new guests, other people out there in the divorce industry doing their thing, helping other divorcees. What's not to love about those people? Um, I came across a girl who, her name is Alex, Alexandra, and we're going to be talking to her. And her divorce story is interesting because she was divorced at 30, which is actually the name of her website, divorcedat30.com. So hi, Alex. Welcome. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So, so mostly we talk to people who have been in like very long marriages and how divorce affected them. So you're interesting because you weren't even in a particularly long marriage, yet you um, have become like a divorce kind of guru and blogger about all things divorce. So tell me how you kind of, what, a little bit about your story, like what inspired you to start a blog about divorce? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I, I feel like um, my relationship leading up to the marriage was quite significant and I wasn't married for very long, but mm-hmm. it felt like we had been married for um, a period of time. Uh-huh. And then once I went through my divorce, I just felt like I needed an outlet just to get it out there. And I found at my age, there's not many people I know that are divorced or going through that. And uh, they're out there, but just not many people I knew. And so I found by going to the internet and putting my story out, I was able to connect with other people that had gone through the same experience. Mm -hmm. And so originally it kind of just started as a way to journal. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of become a way to just connect with all these people that have walked the same path as me and it's helped me get through the whole experience and then I'm finding it's helping others and so yeah it's kind of just taken on a life of its own that I never expected and never planned on Uh Uh, but it's been really therapeutic for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I always say that. I've never met a divorcee who wouldn't help another divorcee because it's like a club none mm-hmm. of us really want to belong to. But once you're divorced, you kind of all, all know the <laughs> yeah. story. So, yeah. So tell me, so um, you, would, you were divorced at 30 or roughly 30. And what did mm-hmm. you find? I mean, I'm guessing that around 30 is a lot of times when you're your friends are are actually getting married or maybe starting families and you were kind of on the other end of the scale of relationships you were actually breaking up. So, so how do you, you know, how did you cope initially? Were you like a rock star initially or was it hard? It was, it was very difficult at first. I was lucky. I had one other close friend that was sort of going through a similar experience. So I confided in that person a lot and that really helped, but it was super challenging. It was super hard. I found um, I had to just kind of keep pushing forward, knowing that it was the best thing for me. It was like you had mentioned, I I didn't want to be part of the club. It's not something I ever saw for myself, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I just knew that in the long run, um, it was the best decision. Mm-hmm. I think that was the most important thing, not looking at the short-sighted future, not looking at right now or five years from now. Mm-hmm. I really thought mm-hmm. about long-term. Do I want to be in this relationship, stay married? And I realized, no, the best path was divorce. And so I just kind of had to keep moving through it, move through all of the different feelings. And yeah, that, that really helped me. And so, so how do you, um, I've read actually some of your blogs and we have some of your blogs on Dreams Recycled and they're fabulous. So thank you. 
But um, <laughs> so I know that you're a big believer in in um, self love and self care. So so as your, your like divorce journey kind of continued, what steps did you implement to kind of reconnect with yourself? That's a great question. Uh, I think one of the the best things I did was um, actually go to therapy. Uh, I think before I'd gone through a divorce, I, I and I imagine other people kind of look at therapy for people that are maybe experiencing really serious issues, maybe something that, you know, I'm very strong, I don't need that. But once I started going, I found that really, really helped me just talk about it um, with a therapist. And then I found as well, uh, kind of changing my internal dialogue helped a lot. So I found a lot, I was doing a lot of negative self-speak and a lot of um, like you're, you're, you're failing that sort of thing. Um, so I kind of, I, I found one of the things that helped me the most was on days that I, I needed to think about the divorce and ha- I had this negative self speak. I gave myself a limit. Like I, you have five minutes, that's mm-hmm. it today. And so I'd go through it and I go down that path and that was it. And then after that, I was able to kind of focus and readjust my mind to be thinking, no, like we need to think about the positive things. Um, this it's just I know this is gonna I don't want to make it sound insignificant but it's no one died it's Mm -hmm. just a divorce and we'll get through so that really helped I found also you know um moving into my own space Uh and being on my own it was it was very scary at first um but I found after I got into my own space and kind of decluttered and got rid of a lot of the mementos and a lot of the shared possessions Mm -hmm. and redecorated and did it the way I wanted that really helped a lot with um like self-care I found Mm -hmm. and just finding my way in life in that way no and that's true because I mean people don't really put enough effort or not effort but enough thought I think into kind of are we living in the relics of our past relationships you know are you living in the Mm -hmm. same room with the same furniture with the same painting on the wall that you might have gone on a trip to Venice you know, all those things harbor memories and emotions. And even if they're on mm-hmm. a subconscious level, and so I think that's excellent advice, you know, if you can afford to or work towards, you know, get rid of everything you can and start fresh. I think that that's a great way to start um, a new life, right? Yeah, I 100% agree. And I found as soon as I started to, it was hard for me at first to get rid of the things you feel very connected but then as soon as you purged as soon as you got rid of those items it was just a weight off your shoulder and you didn't think about them after as well, soon as they're gone it's kind of out of your mind yeah no and yeah and I do believe you make room so um mm-hmm. We actually had a conversation recently, and this is slightly off topic, but I thought it was so interesting. So um, I was talking to somebody who, after their divorce, and I have to say I was guilty of this also, started to let your children sleep in your bed with you. And I think many Hmm. people do this. And we were talking about Hmm. holding space. So if you have a house and, uh, and you have items in your house, Technically, they're, they're still holding space from your last relationship. If you let your children mm-hmm. sleep in your bed with you, that's holding space where no one else can kind of, you know, metaphorically kind of get into. And um, mm-hmm. talk about how important it was to get your children out of your bed, reclaim your space. <laughs> <as an adult. laughs> yeah. 
you know, whether it's your sofa, whatever it is, because if you want to be open to new things, you actually have to have space in your life for new things. And that's emotional space, but it's also physical space that we're, you know, subconsciously holding in a different way also. I totally agree. And I found um, one thing that I read up on about Mm -hmm. decluttering is if you feel like you can't at first just throw it out, at least pack it away, live with it away for a week or two or a month or whatever it is. And then actually think in a month, did you feel any need to pull out this memento or this item? Mm -hmm. And if not, just throw it away. Mm -hmm. And then you'd, you'd be amazed at how much, like you were saying, it makes space for new items and new things to come into your life and new opportunities. So I totally agree. Yeah, no, that's great. Or you could be like me, which I write about in my book, and you can rent a dumpster and just throw everything in it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that better. Which is is very um, therapeutic in a whole different way. But it it works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So... um, so as you're going through your divorce and you're realizing, you know, that you're very young to be divorced and starting over, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, how did you work up the courage to even want to get divorced? Because I speak to so many divorcees and they say like they stay in these marriages for decades because they really don't have the courage to leave, even though they know that it's not right. So you were very young to make that decision. So, you know, how did you get to that place basically? Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I come from a religious background too. My family's all Catholic. So it was very difficult mm-hmm. for me to actually make that decision. But I think the fact that we didn't have children right. made it easier for me because I, I realized that um, I wouldn't want children in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that there weren't children involved and at that point in our life, we, hadn't, we didn't have a lot of combined finances and property, it made it a bit easier for me to make the decision. Mm-hmm. It was still really, really difficult. Right. Uh, but I think the fact that I was a bit younger, and I was thinking in my mind, you know, I have a lot of time to make a different future for myself, carve out a different path, even though it's so difficult to make this decision, there is all this time that I can change my life. And I think that was uh, definitely a factor that helped me move forward with my decision. Mm-hmm. Also, just getting space once we went through the separation, just having the space. I think in that space, being on my own really helps me confirm my decision. This is the right thing to do. I need to just keep moving forward. And there was definitely days where I imagine all divorces, we go through it, like we have the regret. And we feel like, oh, we made the worst decision ever, big mistake. But if you kind of just stick to the path and keep moving forward, mm-hmm. it does get easier. And there is a reason that you make this decision to split up. No, and I agree with that. I think that once you make the decision, it does get easier over time. Obviously, we all take one step you know, forward and two step backs back and have certain mm-hmm. days that are not so great. But do you feel mm-hmm. that, um, so you made this decision and, and you divorced and you moved out. So how long do you think it took you and what did you do to make yourself be okay with being alone? Because I'm going to guess you probably were one of many of us, like I was, that you kind of went from being in the house with your parents to being married almost. Like how did yes. you learn to be by yourself and enjoy being by yourself? Yeah, that was, that was really difficult. And I am just like you. It was the parents' house and then into, yeah, being married and in that home. So it was really, really hard at first just being alone. I found there was 
uh, at first I felt like I had to keep myself busy all the time calling up friends and and just had to keep my calendar full of activities mm-hmm. and that helped I guess originally but then once I once I kind of got into my new I guess life um, being alone it became a bit easier I made an active effort to do things alone so mm-hmm. even something like going to a restaurant by myself I had never done before Right. And that was one of the things I decided I'm going to do. I'm going to go to that restaurant alone. I'm going to have a meal alone. I'm not even going to have my phone out. Like, I'm not going to have a distraction. I'm just going to try to spend that time by myself um, or going to a movie by myself. That was so, mm-hmm. I know it sounds kind of silly, but these are things that I've never really done on my own, mm-hmm. something like that. Or just um, I started to pursue different hobbies um, like yoga. Um, I took an art class kind of on my own. And it, so doing those activities completely independent kind of helped give me the confidence that I can do everything on my own. Right. And so it was some things like paying bills. Right. You know, I, yes. I, instead of, you know, automatically maybe calling a friend saying, I need help. How do I do this? Mm-hmm. I just said, you know what? No, I'm going to figure this out by myself. I'm going to do this on my own. And that kind of gave me the confidence that you can do this. You can exist independently and you've got every power in the world to move forward by yourself. Yeah, no, and it's super empowering once you get to the point that you really are okay by yourself. Because I think mm-hmm. through my divorce and a lot of the divorces I speak to, until you kind of get to that point in your divorce process where you, where you are 100% okay and happy with being alone and you can entertain mm-hmm. yourself and you don't really need other people, which sounds selfish, but you know, that's the level of self-love we should all be at, that we really don't need anyone else. Yes, of course, we like to be with other people. We might want to be with mm-hmm. other people and it's good, but then when you t- subtract the need out of the equation, it makes you a lot less likely to settle in life in another relationship or settle with friends that really are not a good fit for you or whatever it is, or even a job that's not a good fit for you. And so it's yeah. very- it's very empowering to get to that kind of self-sufficient level and and it's you know it's a hard path but it's very doable and you gave us some great tips on what to do and so Mm -hmm. and so moving further on so then um you figured out how to be alone so can I ask you are you dating did you start dating (laughs) yeah I've I've been dating um, I'm kind of, I was very, uh, dating was the wild west because <laughs> okay. I hadn't dated for like since, yeah, since like eight years before, mm-hmm. like I hadn't, and even then I hadn't really dated much. I kind of gone from relationship to relationship. I hadn't really ever dated. So mm-hmm. coming out of my marriage and having to date was just this whole new thing. Um, like going online, using the apps. Mm-hmm. So that's been very interesting. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of just been neat. <laughs> it's, it's, it is scary, I agree. But it's kind of neat just to meet different people. I think even if you're not necessarily finding, you know, the one or finding someone that you want to have a relationship with, at the least you're meeting all these different people from different walks of life with different stories. And it's, I'm, I'm finding it's teaching me what I like, what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want. And I also found um, being young, originally, you kind of, I had this kind of set path, like you get married, you have, you buy a house, you have the kids. And now that I've gone through a divorce, there's kind of no end goal. It's more like I'm not seeking out marriage again. If it, I mean, if it happens, that's how my life pans out, but it's not what I need anymore. So it's kind of 
nice to just kind of relax and I can kind have of fun, if I'm happy right? dating this person. Yeah, exactly. Have have fun. Fun. Like, like I talk to a lot of people who are lamenting being single. They're really struggling with it. And I always say like, you're doing it wrong. Like being single is so fun. Like you need to yeah, it really is. enjoy it and have fun with it because you will eventually meet someone and you will probably eventually get married. Most people do statistically within two and a half years, 87% of divorcees actually get remarried within two and a half years of their divorce. And wow. Huh. Yeah. So you will, but like, why aren't we having more fun? Why are we? Why, like you said, so many people kind of make a second marriage their end goal to the happier ever after. Because my version of happier ever after is being a hundred percent happy with the person I am, the job I have for me, my children, my family, my friends, and that is the happier ever after. If you then go on to meet somebody and get engaged, get married, that's kind of like the cherry on the top of the happier ever after that you've created, kind of by yourself self and I really feel like you know talking to so many divorcees it's a much healthier relationship to be in two people who want to be together as opposed to two people who need to be together and 100 percent yeah and I think it's just a really important message that needs to be out there more I I have um teenagers and I tell them all the time you know marriage should not be your goal the big fat wedding dress is not the end goal <laughs> because it ends up on dreamsrecycle.com. Right? <laughs> yeah. the, end goal, right. the end goal has to be personal happiness and whatever that looks like. And obviously we're all different. So that all looks a little bit different, but that definitely needs to be what it is. And I think you're doing a great service to the younger divorcees out there because I think, thank you. I think there is a need for that. You, you know, everyone's story is slightly different. And I think that there are probably a lot of younger divorcees like you who are recycling their life in a slightly different way than the, you know, the married with bunch of children kind of ones that we have to deal with. So yeah. what other tips do you have um, about moving onward for uh, younger divorcees out there? I think um, import, like I think most important is uh, once you split up and you go through your divorce, take some time for yourself, like we were talking about. There's no rush to get into another relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, really get to know yourself, like you, like you said, because I think a, a lot of young divorcees had spent maybe uh, just all of their adult life in their relationship, in their marriage, or a significant amount of it, and they possibly don't even really know themselves when they get divorced. So I think when they, when you divorce as a young person, you have to just get to re-know yourself and give yourself that time to just be happy and exist independently, like we were talking about. And then, you know, go out there, date, don't be too scared. It's, it is scary, but it can be really fun. Um, And, you know, reconnect maybe with friends that you haven't, that maybe you've neglected because you've been, you've had obligations with your relationship. Uh, reestablish those relationships and be excited that you actually have this opportunity to be on your own again. And yeah, it's scary, but it's actually really neat because you might never have that time again in your life. You, you might meet someone quickly. You might not, but you might. And then you don't have that time again to just be on your own. And there's a lot of joy and happiness that can come from that and a lot of opportunity. So give your that time to just breathe and be on your own 
No, and that is great advice for anyone out there listening, because I think that, that, that you'd really have to spend that time. You know, so many of us want to get straight back into another relationship, and it's really not the healthy thing to do. And I think that people kind of lose sight of the fact that divorce is really a blank slate. It's like a redo button. How many people in life get the chance to have a redo <laughs> and so yeah, exactly and so that's how I look at it it's like a blank slate it's an empty book you know every single cliche analogy I can think of right now and you can write your story however you want you can change careers you can travel you yeah. can go back to school you can dye your hair pink if you want whatever <laughs> you can and I <laughs> and I think I was going to mention as well, I think what you mentioned there with travel is really important too, especially if you're younger and you don't have children mm-hmm. and you don't maybe have the huge mortgage. Um, you have that opportunity to travel. And even if it's expensive, you know, find the money, get out there, see other parts of the world, meet other people. And that I think really can help you as well. Just enjoy being on your own mm-hmm. and it can take you on a whole new path. No, I absolutely agree. And travel, you know, I'm sure you know Dreams Recycle, we advocate travel because I think that unfortunately many of us, like I said, we went from our ha- from our parents' houses to um, mm. our, you know, marriage houses and I think people didn't have the chance to travel and I think that travel out of every single thing that you can do in your lifetime is the most memorable experience you have in your lifetime and also the most learning experience it's very hard to have a clear head and a clear vision and actually see what's out in the world if you're sitting in your sitting in your house on the same street in the same town for your entire life and um as you can tell i'm not american (laughs) so i've had the opportunity (laughs) that i have traveled extensively and it's a blessing and during my marriage i barely traveled at all and so the first thing I did as soon as I could was travel because it really, um, it really makes you realize there are 7 billion people on this planet, over 200 countries. There are a million experiences we can all have. And being married is lovely and can be amazing, but it really isn't the kind of end goal, as you said. Yeah, it's not the be-all, end-all, and it's not the end goal. I, yeah, I agree. So, so Alex, where can we find you? So you can find me on my site. Um, it's my blog. It's www.divorcedat30.com. And you can read my different articles of, about my experience and my path. And I write a lot about uh, going through divorce and mental health and moving forward. You can also find me on Instagram um, at divorcedat30. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my email's on there. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, Alex, so much. And I, I know that you are on um, other social media. Look out for Alex all over the place at <laughs> Divorced at 30. Oh, yeah, I guess you can also find me Twitter uh, at Divorced at 30. And I just started on Facebook. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well, awesome. Well, if you want to reach out to Alex, you can. And uh, her information will also be in the iTunes write-up. So look out for it. But Alex, thank you so much for um, being a guest today. I've really enjoyed talking to you. And thank you for everything you do for divorcees. And thank you for having me. It was lovely speaking to you.